go. This is it. This is episode 285 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Circle of Heat, let us play the music there at the beginning. Thank you, guys. My guest this week is uh, last time he was here. Everybody remembers. Everyone's shouting at it at their uh, phone right now or whatever you're listening to. It was episode 178. Yep, that's right. It was episode right. 178. It's Chris Porter is back. Here I am. Back. One- Every 109 episodes. <laughs> whatever it was. I, it's a little early for that kind of math on the fly. That was close enough. Uh, yeah, I think I ballparked it pretty well. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. <laughs> yeah, December 2015, and here we are uh, the day after Valentine's December Day. December 2015, the Royals had just won the World Series. You were living, living I high. I was riding high. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. I had a, I had a little pep in my step. <laughs> You're almost unrecognizable today without any Royals or Chiefs gear. Yeah. Um, Is it like in your socks, underwear? No, Am I just not seeing it? No, I just uh, I'm off my game today. It's it's mid afternoon. I'm not in full Chris Porter mode yet. <laughs> right. This is this is civilian Porter. <laughs> civilian Porter. Yeah. Incognito. Yeah, that's what it is. Incog Porter. Well, welcome back. It's been too long. It has been too long. I blame you guys. <laughs> I take none of that blame. Okay. <laughs> I leave a mic for, here for you every week. You're just the one not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard other comics are like, you know you have a mic behind Acme's curtain? Yeah. It's just there. Like It's like you died. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, lots to talk about. Oh, we got good. some catching up to do. Um, i yes, got to get sir. your opinion on a lot of different things. I'm in. You have a new album that came out since the last time we saw each I, other. I do. It that, did. That I've listened to that's very good. Oh, well, thanks, man. I never know. You know, you put that shit out there. You're like, by the time you record a record, you're just so tired of it. You're like, just I just want to stop saying these things so I should record them. So you never know. I saw, were you, how close are you to the, the next one? Uh, we record in August. I'm doing an actual special this time. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be good times. And we thought... We were shooting it first quarter of this year, so it's I. They're ready. I worked my ass off to get it like pretty good, and I'm glad I have until August. But it's already it's already pretty good. Okay, so I'm excited. But we're gonna wait till August. We're gonna wait till August. Hopefully, I'll write more, and then it'll be like a plethora of things to say. Okay. Um. Because I'll get somebody here tonight to record if that's what... No, I'm good. I'm, good. I'm sure someone's recording it anyway. Um, but yeah, so no, I'm excited. It's it's going to be... It's going to be... Yeah, it's always good to have something in your career to look forward to. Because sometimes, on the especially on the road, it's just like you're in the middle of this ocean. Instead of just another week? Yeah, or just, you know, just doing gigs to do gigs. Sure. You know, just paying rent. It's nice to be like, oh, I have to get ready for this thing, so I have something to work on. And, you know, some shows I like, oh, let's see how many fucks we can take out and where they're not necessary and... Really? That crosses your mind? No, absolutely. Like, I definitely feel like if you, like, we're comics, so we say it all the time, and it becomes just like a comma, almost. And <laughs> like a comma, yeah. Or just a placeholder. Like, I remember seeing a comic say fuck so much that it made me uncomfortable. She was just like, fucking uh, fucking uh, and it, 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 she just said it so much, I was like, god damn it. 
like uh so that made that and i always and i learned from that i was like make sure you're not saying fuck too much mm-hmm. and I, and sometimes i still do and i catch myself but I definitely like uh, the early show Saturday. I try to take some out and just to, you know, because not everyone talks the way we do. True. Like, we forget that. Do I saw a guy work uh, recently and somebody new in comedy uh-huh. and he was swearing a lot. And then he po- apologized to the crowd and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I swear a lot. But uh, without it, these wouldn't be funny. Well, then your jokes aren't funny. Man. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking as well. Or your well. conviction is. And, I mean, the jokes might be funny on paper. You know, he just not, he might not be young enough. You know, maybe the curse words give him confidence. I don't know. Yeah, that but, could be. Uh, you know, I always try to give some people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That being said, some people should just quit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list. I was just going to say, let me pass that list over here. We'll go line by line. <laughs> People have asked for that list for a long time. I, I bet. And then I'll, it'll be in my will. Uh-huh. I'll be like, yeah, was, how was Porter's funeral? Oh, it was great until they read the will and he said that I shouldn't do comedy anymore. <laughs> to like, you, I give you the the uh, information to stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the following people, uh, the the deceased requests that you quit doing comedy. The deceased. <laughs> His final or wish. Or maybe, you know, if I ever have the time or the fortitude, I'll just make like a last will and testament video and I'll like explain why. There you go. <laughs> um, a, a private YouTube video. But like none of them are like famous or anything. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. You know, you just... Like, and I hate to say it, but you definitely see people and you're like, oh, you're never going to do this. No one's ever going to pay you to tell jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I hope you keep trying. It's fun to watch. <laughs> not for the reasons you think. Just keep it as a hobby. <laughs> well, like, it's not going to be your choice. Yeah, that's, right. Right? It's <laughs> right. not like... That's the thing with comedy. It will tell you whether you should do it professionally or not. Yeah. Because someone will come up to you and go... You're funny. Come do my show because you'll benefit it. Yeah. And then if you're not funny, people are like, yeah, fine, man. You can do my show. <laughs> how have the last two nights been? They've been really – I fucking forget how great this club is. I mean, because, you know, the cycle – they have so many great comics that come through here. You know, the cycle's a, li- the cycle's a little longer to come back. Mm-hmm. So. It was like night one, you walk out here and you're just like, I'm a golden god. Oh, that's awesome. And then last night, a guy stood up at the end, which I felt bad for him. He tried to start the standing O, and I don't think anyone really followed Oh, him. wow. It's <laughs> funny. A big Chris Porter fan. Yeah. Well, and others might have, you know, I didn't hang out to find out if other people were standing up. I'm not that uh self-centered you, you didn't peer through the a crack in the I didn't, uh, go, I didn't look at the wait for the host to come back and be like were there others <laughs> were there others did people follow him is there video <laughs> i need a replay at least i think it was a standing note he might have just wanted to beat traffic he might have just tried to get the fuck <laughs> he, had, he may have had just had a full bladder i don't really hang out at the end of i'm not the guy that's like good night folks and then i'm on stage for another two minutes you didn't notice him rush past you out there to get to the bathroom <laughs> first <laughs> <laughs> Hey, great job. Oh, man. I got to run. 
So, and then I walked out, and uh, my buddy Dan was out there, and he was like, oh, this lady was out front complaining about you. So Uh-oh. She, she kept saying you were offensive and pedestrian. What? And uh, Did you say pedestrian? Pedestrian, which, you know, I think people just know the words to say to anger people, and this and this chick, and I was, had, I'd had one beer, which is just enough for me to get lippy. <laughs> I'm kind of a three beer and done guy. Okay, but, taking so, it easy these days. I just... <laughs> I just kept repeating those words and, like, hoping to get her attention. I just kept going, offensive and pedestrian? <laughs> Who called me offensive and pedestrian? And uh, she never turned around. So do you have a title picked out for this special you're going to record later this year? Because you may have got it last night. Uh, offensive and pedestrian? <laughs> that is funny. Um, no... I mean, I have a few ideas, uh, but I don't know. No, not really. Not really. Okay. I mean, I know we're filming it in Denver, so, you know, something Rocky Mountain High or, you know, something stupid. (laughs) Maybe not that stupid, but something in that general vicinity. Right, right, right. Just north of that into not cliches,ville High aspirations. Yeah, maybe. Don't use that. No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, that could, that's definitely an option. Yeah. You know, I well, might just call it, you know, ampersand or something. <laughs> Hashtag. Well, my last two records were called Ugly and Angry. Yeah. And then Lost and Alone. Yeah. And, you know, so I have to, I can't do, so I think it'd just be funny just to put ampersand on there. <laughs> just be like, I'm, I'm done with adjectives. <laughs> Um, to be continued to, yeah i don't and also it's like you know i could call it 40 uh i just call it four because it's my fourth record oh yeah uh gazpacho it's just weird no meaning know? behind that and then just like well i thought it would be funny if like a picture of me in a tub of tomato soup oh, no just like hanging out, smoking a joint or something. Like I thought that'd be eating your way out. Yeah, I don't know. Porticopia. I don't know. There you go. Why Denver? That's where they said they would film it. <laughs> I gave them a list of cities. Okay. And they're like, okay, we'll do it in this one. All I was right. Like, okay. I'm not. You know, I'm not Chappelle. I don't have a lot of choice. I go. Thank you very much for giving me the special. Please tell me where I film it. It was uh, it was this club in Denver or Radio City, right? And you just went, ah, Denver. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you can film it at Radio, you know, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, so they are like, this is where we're doing it. And I said, okay. Right. I try not to rock. And also, it doesn't fucking matter where we film it at the end of the day. I love that. Uh, I want to talk about a, a, a Lost and Alone. Okay. I love the fact that you've left in the chick with the whatever the, the hell cute noise. Yes, whatever that noise, noise was. You know, it's funny. When I did that show, I was like, "Well, all this is ruined." Yeah. And then I went through the tapes, and I was like, "That's actually even months later. That's funny." Uh huh. And so, yeah, why not leave it in there? And you know, that was one of the better. Because basically what you do, or what I do when I make a record, you record so many shows, and then I usually try to make one the baseline. 
and that like take the best overall show and uses because I don't want a lot of edits. Okay. And so it's basically just one base show, and then if there's a couple of jokes that did better on some other shows, then we'll throw those in there. Sure. But that whole show was so great, and she was part of it, and it was hard to kind of edit around it, and it was funny. So it was like, why not leave it in there? And it also kind of lends to more of a live vibe. For sure. It's like, oh, this isn't the normal me just trying to regurgitate these jokes I've been telling for a year and a half. Like, yeah. There's actually a little bit of, oh, I'm I'm in the show. And especially since we didn't do a video, it's a, all an audio experience. It's like, oh, it's very much, uh, you know, you, you can kind of picture yourself being in the room. Sure. Yeah. sure. Have you found out who she is? Has she identified herself since the release? No, but I don't think I, I think I went back to Omaha before it was released. Okay. So I don't know that it's so maybe she's I'm sure she they'd still be out there that. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, that was it's a fun yeah, that was a good kind of accessory to the record. It's really good. I uh I I took a few I don't want to give are you how much of those can I ask how much of those that's material you're doing like this week? Oh none of those none of do, it. Yeah, I don't do any of those jokes. Anymore. Awesome. Well I have a <laughs> Well, literally two days after the album came out, they offered me my new special. Wow. So I was like, you're wasting your time telling those jokes anymore. Sure. And, and so I have to. Because you're not going to be able to use them on another recording. I have to write. I mean, I pr- I'm sure I could have worked out a deal with, you know, that was always like the safety net. It's like if for some reason I get writer's block and can't produce enough material, I'm sure I can go to Dan at Stand Up Records and be like, can I use a couple of jokes for Sure. So I don't ruin an hour special. <laughs> so then I have to like show a Three Stooges at the end of this thing, or you know, so I don't have to do a dance routine. <laughs> do Little Rascals, not Three so, Stooges. So <laughs> uh, I just wrote my ass off. So yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to like produce enough material to where yeah, I don't have to do those jokes anymore. Right on, right on. Did, was it obvious in the with the crowd last night that it was Valentine's Day? Any sign of that? Did you acknowledge it? Um, no, I think up top I did just briefly. Just I mentioned, you know, this is, I, this is my first Valentine's Day being single, which means this one is cheaper. <laughs> and then that was kind of the and then I just went into the new stuff. Like I just kind of again, I have a I have something I'm working towards, so I don't really have time to fuck around. Sure. And so uh and then I you know, plus I do a Q&A now during the show and so for every moment I'm I uh don't fuck around, I can give to the audience during the Q&A cuz sometimes, you know, I I have to get the jokes done. And so, like, if I'm running late, joke wise, I can't do the Q and A because I got to work. You know, what's the Q and A like? It gets weird sometimes. Last night it got weird. Uh, most of the time, this is why I did it. My appearance is different, and so I was tired of answering the same question 37 times after a show, which was why'd you cut your hair, and also <laughs> what happened to the bell bottoms. So. The Q&A is really just to kind of alleviate those questions, which eight times out of ten, the hair thing gets asked. Every once in a while, someone will ask about the bell bottoms. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, people just ask – most people ask weird questions. 
Sometimes they're like, you know, how big's your dick? Uh, what's your weirdest sexual fantasy? Oh, they go there, huh? They do, but it's never a chick. Sometimes a chick will ask how big your dick is, but it's always a dude that's like, what's your weirdest sexual fantasy? I'm like, why do you want to know? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean... I. And Chris, I, I host this podcast. I sometimes, you know, like I'll, I've had guests on here like nine times. Yeah, I've never run out of things to talk about that I've that I want to ask another guy. What's your sexual also, fantasy? Oh, do you think I'm going to say that in front of 200 fa- fans? Yeah, like let's get real. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, Why? I don't need that? No. And also, it's not. I don't have weird kinks. Like I'm, I'm into fucking. You know, office threesomes and fucking stepmom shit. And, you know, I kind of like the, the, the don't fuck your daughter stuff. I like that's not real weird. That's just an old guy that wants to fuck 20 year old chicks, which I think is all of us, really. Because we couldn't when we were 20. <laughs> Isn't we that the truth? We didn't have the fucking mindset. 20 year old chicks were fucking 40 year old dudes that were like, don't worry, it'll happen. Right. And uh, I'll grow into it. So, yeah, it's not a weird, you know, and I don't think that's that weird. Right. Because it is fantasy. Yeah. Like I fuck 35 year old chicks all, you know, that's my range. So I don't want to watch a video of that. (laughs) I I know what that looks like. Right. Plus, have you ever seen a 35 year old porn star's undercarriage? Good. God. (laughs) It looks like she went mudding. I love that. <laughs> uh, I love that you just said undercarriage because you know, uh, no, to be somewhat. I love that say. I love that using that term as a uh, what would it be a euphemism for yeah. whatever's down there. I fucking love that because when I take my car to the car wash, and it gets to that part, uh, now soap for the undercarriage. I laugh. You got to giggle a little bit. I laugh when I'm in the shower and I get to that part that I'm cleaning. I say to myself, oh, I got to get the undercarriage. Yeah, I, every I also, time it's funny. I also just think it's way funnier to to make up a euphemism. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, one of my favorite Absolutely. comics to watch is Jimmy Schubert, who's also one of my good friends. He's great. Uh, but the the fucking names he comes up with for vaginas and buttholes and shit, <laughs> you're just like sausage wallet. Jesus Christ, you know, like I would have never come up with that or rusty balloon knot. You know, like what the fuck? Uh, don't you get credit for dick koozie though? I get dick koozie. I get un. I get uh, unearned credit for fucktard. Like everyone thinks that's my word, and I. I kind of feel like Michael Jackson with the moonwalk. Where like I'm like, no, I learned that from you guys. <laughs> I learned that on the streets. And that's every I that's I everyone's. Just, I just learned that being a person. Yeah, like, I'm not. I didn't come up with fucktard. I just said it into a microphone. <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson didn't come up with the moonwalk. He learned it from somebody at some dance yeah right or right, whatever right. roller probably a roller skating rink absolutely <laughs> and he's like i'll just do that without wheels i'll be it'll be fine uh, by the way i'm i'm known for my michael jackson as i'm known for all my impressions yeah clearly <laughs> that's why you cut your hair you had to distance yourself from 70s michael jackson no do you know why i cut my hair and, and you know because I, I answer this all the time. Uh, and I was kind of thinking about cutting it anyway, 
But then I was doing a show in Cleveland, and a man came up to me while I was selling my shit, and a je- and he goes, "You know who you look like?" Uh oh. Me. And I turned around. Oh no. And it was fucking Gallagher. No. Yes, sir. I have not heard you say this. Yes, sir. <laughs> what? Not, and not in the real Gallagher, not Gallagher. Not Gallagher too. <laughs> it was a real Gallagher. How and, do you know? <laughs> uh, we got super high afterwards. For real? He came. Yeah, he came. He said, "You know who you look like, me." <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Well, the fuck." And then my joke on stage is like, and then I had a Britney Spears episode where I went back to my hotel room and was like, "All right, shave it all." So yeah, Gallagher's hanging out. He had a gig like 80 miles outside of town the next day, and he was just in town, so he came to the club, paid for a ticket. Nice. Walks in, saw the whole show, walked up to me, and he was like, can you get me high? And I said, yeah. And we went back to my hotel room, and I got stoned with Gallagher, and he gave me some fairly antiquated advice on my act that was just like, which is like, it was just a complete opposite of the approach that I take. Like, the approach I take is like, no closure. Like, no, it, this, it, you're not telling a story as much as you're getting to the funny part. And then once the big funny part is done, it's over. Uh-huh. Like, no one gives a shit what happened to Grandma. Right. You know, like, no one, no one's at the end of the show is like, what the fuck happened? They're just like, I want to hear the funny part. When the funny part's over, I'm going to clap, mm-hmm. and then you can move the fuck on. And like, we're at a point now where, like, segues are, like, kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Because you can just be like, applause break, next topic. Yeah. And so he was like, you got to tell a story, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's the exact opposite of what I do or tell people to do. Yeah. But thank you. And uh, I didn't say that to him. I just said, thank you. Okay. I didn't want to get into a fucking comic. I mean, and at the end of the day, he's a legend. Yeah. And I don't, you know, but it's like, I just don't, uh, you know, I don't aspire to that discipline. Right, right. So, uh, and then he started telling me, he was like, do you want to hear some of my new jokes? And I said, sure. And I'm not going to say anything about these jokes. I'm just going to tell you the jokes that he told me. And you can make your own assumptions, okay. your own dis- you know, decisions, judgments. This is Gallagher joke number one. Yeah. Why do Chinese people have a Facebook? They all look alike. That was Gallagher joke number one. Uh, Gallagher joke number two. Why do gay people care what they look like? It's not like they're facing each other when they're having sex. No. 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 Uh, yeah, so those were the two jokes that he told me while we were getting stoned. And I just said, okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? What do you say to that? I mean, <laughs> hey, man, those are super racist and homophobic. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't say that shit. Cause, but then he would have gone off on this. Because, okay, know this about Gallagher. He's full-on Mensa genius. Is he? Yeah. But, like, the cra- like. He's one of those geniuses, super smart, also fucking crazy. Crazy, yeah. So it's like he, I knew that if I tried to explain that shit to him, he would go into this fucking theological explanation of why it's irony and why he's saying it to cause shock value. And Gallagher would probably stand behind those jokes. Getting, was, trying to get you under, to understand the deeper meaning. The deeper meaning. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm like, okay. So I was just, you just shake your head 
And you go, okay. Like, that's what I do with crazy people. Like, people are like, I'm going to say some fucking weird-ass lunatic shit. I yeah. just go, cool. I'm not going to argue with you because I don't have the time. Because obviously our logic systems are completely fucking different. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like talking to somebody in a completely different language. I Did mean, you ever consider going, just stick to the watermelons, man? Oh, no. I, you know, it just got to the point. I mean, it's a surreal experience anyway. It's got to be. You're fucking, You're just doing a first show opening night in Cleveland, and now you're getting high with a fucking legend of comedy. Was he ever concerned your pot was going to be too strong? I don't think so. I mean... Gallagher handles his pot. I would think so. I would think... And, you know, if he did think it was too strong, he did, I don't remember him saying shit about it. I don't remember... I mean, after you hear those jokes, there's just like a white noise that happens <laughs> in your head where you're just like, this guy's got to go. Right. You know. Think, think back, though. When, when you were a kid, I know you're not that much younger than me. Like, uh, I watched his specials. And oh, dude, he was amazing. Like, I could... The, when favorite. I could sneak into... My parents, like, we didn't have the premium channels. Yeah. But the family across the street did. Oh, yeah. And when so I got a chance to see, like, the Robin Williams or the Gallagher, it was the best. Dude, him smashing fruit. Like, that was the earliest shit that you could relate to. Yeah. Like, even as a seven-year-old, you're just like, he's smashing... What is wrong with this guy? And, you know... And we were there towards the end of his yeah. filling theaters and yeah. doing arenas. Mm -hmm. and, uh, probably we could have seen Gallagher, too, if we wanted to. By the way, I opened for Gallagher, too. Uh, <laughs> before or after meeting Gallagher? Must before, have been way before. Way before. Gotta be, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that was a surreal. He, he even got a fucking letter of cease and desist while we were doing the show. Oh, from his brother. From his brother, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he's stealing the act. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, so, will there ever be a Chris Porter too? I mean, if I'm doing arenas, you find some. I mean, would I you sue? Would you sue Chris Porter too? No, no. I mean, if I, no, I wouldn't do a Chris Porter too. That'd be stupid. That'd be super stupid. <laughs> They'd be like, "Who the fuck does this guy think he is, Gallagher?" <laughs> You already look like him. Look at Porter. He's just a Gallagher hat. Hey, Gallagher 3. That's what we call Porter now. Right. Uh, speaking of which, I have a new thing where I shoot fruit out of a t-shirt can. It's complete, only to the, only it's to the front row. It's yeah. completely different than what Gallagher did. Right. And we take away people's protection, no matter what they bring in. <laughs> well, the plastic just can't hold up to no. fucking... 1500 PSI. Not at all. That's the issue. It's just physics. You better bring Kevlar to the Gallagher <laughs> 3 shows, bitches. Oh, that's this so great. shit. Comedy's coming at you. That's going to be the tagline. Projectile comedy. <laughs> oh. Um. I want your opinion. Uh, so many, you know, news. The news cycle, obviously, we don't need to get into this, but it, it's travel, it moves very fast. It seems like every time I pick up my phone, the biggest story that I was concerned about an hour ago has all been already been passed up. See, I would argue the opposite. Really? I feel like they don't have enough shit to talk about, so when one story happens, they talk about it for seven days. It's like, <laughs> this the shooting in Florida, it'll be breaking news in a week and a half. Like, they... they the words breaking news don't mean shit anymore. Well, that's true. I uh, agree with you there. But, like, let's... The Hawaii thing with the missile. Yeah. 
That is a 45-second story. It's like, hey, uh, someone fucked up. Everyone thought they were going to die. They're not. Everything's cool. End of fucking story. They talked about that shit for a week. Like, for a week. Yeah. And they're just like, this is what happened. This is how it happened. This is the guy's name that did it. Here's his wife. Like, it's all this shit. And here's what it's because I talk about it in my act. They don't have shit to talk about. There's not that much shit going on on a daily basis. There's no need for five 24-hour news networks. There should just It should go back to the way it was. News three times a day. Just watch the local news, man. Just And then all that shit. Dude, you stop. If you just watch local news. Then CNN and all that shit lose viewership, and then it's they turn into like twenty four hour fucking cartoon channels, and everyone's happier. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like everyone thinks they're like, oh, well, I'll just watch the news; it's on, and it's like, well, then don't watch it; it won't be on anymore. <laughs> like, like every sitcom that never made it, if you don't watch it, it goes away. The yeah. shit will happen with the news too. But everything's cyclical. I think everyone's going to start getting fucking tired of the news. Mm-hmm. And then it's everyone's going to stop watching it. They will go away. And hopefully it'll go back to small a smaller environment. Like I don't I think everyone's kind of getting tired of being connected. I just said that to my wife last night was I was uh, caught myself scrolling through Facebook and I went, "Stop. Stop." Like I'm trying I, to get not – I don't know. I'm not ready to leave. I have something to promote. Yeah. Let's be honest. I have something to promote. I feel like if I get off Facebook, it's going to hurt that, even though I don't know how much any Facebook promotion is helping without paying money, right? That's a whole other thing. But what am I really getting out of it these days? Nothing. I don't know. I'm an Instagram addict. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll openly – like Facebook, I can give two shits yeah. about for the most part. But I will, I will look through Instagram, close it, and then open it three minutes later. <laughs> like I know there are people that think I'm a fucking stalker as shit Cause like I'm the first person To watch every one of their fucking videos And it's not I'm just bored in fucking <laughs> Syracuse You know And I'm just right. fucking I'll put my phone down And I'll pick it back up And like in my head I go You just had this in your hand Yeah Oh I'm getting to like Instagram a lot more too I I I don't know Have you Have you moved to Snapchat no, Snapchat, I only use for, uh, so my sister can send me videos of her dog. <laughs> Is that right? Because he's, he's like my little nephew. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, a burp podcast. Uh, yeah, so, and like, I, you know, it's also for girls to send pictures of their boobs and stuff. But... Most chicks will just text those. <laughs> just gonna say for whatever reason. I don't even think they care anymore. It'll be on anything. They really don't. This oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I would never. I do a whole bit about how I would never send a dick pic, and I don't know why dudes do it, but I'll just get a text like at an airport, and I'll just be like, "What? God damn! It. Okay, I need to fucking." <laughs> Sorry, lady. I didn't know that's what was that was, but. I, I I do, uh, I mean, not something I think about much, but uh, it has crossed my mind that I, I, was, I wasn't single, like I was, you know, I was married for a while, then I was divorced for a bit, now I'm remarried. So there really wasn't a time where I was going to be putting dick pics out there. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I just think, I mean, I'm not a famous person by any means, but 
uh, you know, I don't need to be sending pictures of my dick to people. No, you'd just leave it as with uh, with audience members asking you about the size yeah, instead of having I don't proof, right? Girl, just being like, also, I have a picture of your dick. Right. Like, is this you? Yeah. Is this you? There's no way. Yeah, I just that's not something I would ever. I would have to be married to a woman, and she'd have to be like, send me a dick pic, and then I'd be like, you know, you know what it looks like, right? You're only asking to show this to someone because yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, I what are you at work? It are all the ladies impressive. around? Are you trying to win a bet again? <laughs> God damn it! Tina in accounting wants to see. She what doesn't believe me. That's off. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I want to go back to a, a story that was big just a few days ago. I think it's kind of died down with all the craziness that's happened but i want the people monday morning i get on my phone and i see people upset over the weekend about uh food allergy shaming because of that peter rabbit movie did you pick up on this i don't know what, you're, what first off what's a what peter rabbit movie? okay there's a movie there's a kid's movie out now called okay. peter rabbit okay about the book yeah okay. yeah um the it came out last friday it did okay. really well in the theater however families uh, that took their children to come see it uh, over the weekend, then went on social media to protest that there's a scene where some characters in the movie know that another character, like a, a, a cartoon fucking bunny, yeah. or a claim, whatever it is, stop it, I don't know what it is, it's a cartoon, that the, that the animal has a food allergy to blueberries or something, so yeah. there's a scene in the movie where they pelt this animal with blueberries. And parents are going, you needed, you needed this company that made the movie needs to apologize. Yeah. I feel bad. I took my kids here. I hope yeah. other kids don't pick up on this and start throwing food that my kid's allergic to. I don't, you know, people that complain, I don't listen to those people. Like, if you if you got time in the day to complain about that kind of shit, you need better hobbies. Like The movie, you, the movie company issued an apology, they Chris. They have to, because someone complained, and you're a big corporation, and they, you have shareholders that are going, we don't need to be pissing people off. Like, it's, everyone is a, you know, everyone is a slave to somebody, is a slave to somebody, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, some mom gets mad, because she, and, you know, she's, or a dad, it's just some, it's that person that looks for something to complain about all the time. Everyone has, knows them. They're just that person. You have a relative or something that could just that would could get a fucking gold bar and complain about the weight. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just like, oh, it's so heavy. Where like, am I going to keep this? You just give me cash. Like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> like, so it's like, I'm sorry, I made a movie for your kids, and there's one there's one part that you kind of. They had to say, we wish we would have been more sensitive to this before we released the movie. You know, and then I don't know. I don't. It's fucking people. That's the problem with social media is it gives everyone a voice. Yeah. And not everyone should have a voice. <laughs> you know, if you listen, if you're a mom and you stay at home and with your kids, that is one of the most greatest professions of all time. But you probably don't know what time it is socially. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's no of no fault of yours. You've just, you are involved in your den, in your coven. You got to take care of your kids. That's a 24-hour-a-day job. But don't tell a multi-billion dollar company how to do their fucking job. Yeah. Like, that's what I, it's like when people come up to me and tell me how 
I should do my job. Like, oh, you know, you you should tell your jokes like this, or you you don't do this. I'm like, how? What the fuck do you know? Like, you don't do you you don't. First off, you don't have the balls to do what we do. So don't don't go there. And also, I don't tell you how to fucking give mortgages away, right? Because I have no earthly idea of what it's like to live that life yeah nor do you have any earthly idea what it's like to live my life yeah and for some reason stand-up comics are the only ones that have to deal with that shit like no one walks up to a fucking musician after a show and it's like man do you really need to go to the b minor in the bridge right like that's isn't that kind of pedestrian yeah to go to the b minor also, no one sees a mortgage uh, broker and goes, you know, I've gone a couple of years. I've watched you work a little bit, and I think with a little practice, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Can't you just say thank you? Yeah. If you don't, that's the thing. Everyone thinks their voice matters, and it doesn't. Yeah. Like, you can come up to me and tell me your opinion. I don't give two shits what you have to say to me, because you don't know what it's like to do what I do. Yeah. You have no frame of reference. Mm-hmm. So why? What gives you the audacity to tell me that you think you can do it? That you know what I should do? I completely agree. How about I got another one for you? I saw this one this morning. I fucking hate them too. Yeah, you will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the, the uh, Mc- announcement McDonald's made? No. Yeah. I've, you know, I, don't I know only what... follow Wendy's on Twitter. Wait, okay. All right. Well, then this Yeah, you missed this one then. 20, by 2022, Chris. Okay. Cheeseburgers. Yep. Will be removed from children's Happy Meals. Okay. Uh, hamburgers will stay. McNuggets will stay. No cheese. No cheese. Whatever. I don't, you know. Okay. Fine. I, I have no opinion about that. It's like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's just uh, like, what do you want me like? It's, it's like, I kind of know what it's like to be my dad when I used to do really stupid shit as a kid. And you're like, you're like what do I say? You're a fucking idiot. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say the things that I want to say. <laughs> Like it's just not going to help anyone, right? right. Like, you're you're just and and like I still know that look where he's just like I don't. <laughs> I'm, how did how did you do that coming from me? Yeah, uh-huh. and, and it's like I worked at McDonald's like back when they used real. I was there the day we got pre-toasted buns. Oh really? We, we used to toast our own buns. We had a, okay, so we had an Indian family like from India that worked there. And okay. It, it, it went like the, there was a hierarchy. The young kids that were like my age spoke perfect English, and then their mom spoke what I like to call McDonald's English, where you could tell <laughs> her like, "I need Big Macs, I need this many, or I need this with no ketchup or whatever," and she was fine. Then there was Grandpa who spoke no English whatsoever, and so like if it was a complicated thing, you had to like go through all three of them to get to him. Right. All he did was bake buns. Okay. Because he was short, and, like, the bun baker was, like, kind of low. Like, when I did it, it would hurt my back and shit. And so all he did was bake buns, and and that was his life. And, like, in India, he was a cop. 
No. I'm not kidding you. No. So A well-respected cop. Yeah. It's like that guy from The Office who's like, oh, in Japan, I am a respected surgeon. Right. So, uh, yeah. So then one day, yeah. the bunch show up pre-toasted. And, and they, he's and like. I, and he's like, fuck am I going to do now? Oh, no. And then I was there the day we stopped. And I think they're back to doing real eggs, but I remember we used to crack our own eggs. Oh, and, yeah, I don't know. And, yeah, you would literally, like, if you made a poached egg, you would crack an egg and put it in the thing. And then all of a sudden they showed up in a carton, and you just poured them. Right. And like, well, this is, like, even, like, as a kid, I was like, well, this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> oh, no. Like, well, this, ain't, this isn't even real food. Like, it's bad enough the gravy comes out of a tube. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so, like, I was kind of there in the late 90s when it became real, like, manufactured. Not, the, I mean, I mean, our meat came in a cardboard box. So right. I, I don't know how not. I, I remember how heartbroken you were when the rib showed up, McRib showed up for the first time and the rib. Already was, formed. Like, it was already formed. You're like, <laughs> oh, well, this, this kind of ruins the dream. As you're, did they come like perforated and you had to break them apart? That's what I imagined. <laughs> no, no, they just came in stacks like Pringles, but okay. like in a card, like, like in a case of beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. After eating at a, uh, after eating or after working at McDonald's, they didn't stop you from eating there though. I only do breakfast though. You only do breakfast. Yeah, I can't do their lunch anymore. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I'm a McGriddle fucking addict. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I normally just do one, but if I'm feeling sad, I'll do two. <laughs> <laughs> the roads treat me bad. I'm like, I, I need a second griddle. I, it makes me think of that Doug Benson. Fucking McGriddles. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that turned me on to him. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a fucking McGriddles. Dude, he... Uh, <laughs> I, we were talking. I was like, "Oh, I only do McDonald's breakfast." He's like, "Have you had a McGriddle?" And I was like, "No, it sounds like a paint, like the syrups in the paint. Like I don't yeah. need that." He's like, "Just try one." Yeah. And I one bite in. I was like texting him, like, "God damn it!" Love it. Love, Love it. McGriddles. The uh, I, do you have Winter Olympics fever yet? No. 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 You know the Olympics. I think it's more of a kid thing. A like, kid thing. I remember when I was a kid, like it was like all you watched, and then like for like two weeks afterwards, you were like looking up gymnast classes at the Parks and Rec. Uh, That's the one that inspired you. <laughs> oh, every year, every four years, I'd be like, I need to fucking look this up, and then my parents were like, You're not going to do that shit, and they were right, I didn't. And um, the winter stuff. I grew up in Kansas. Like we didn't have an ice rink near me till I was seventeen. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I still watch the, like, me and my sister sat down and watched them. Like, if my sister comes over and, like, let's watch the Olympics, we watch the Olympics. And yeah. I have a good time. The snowboarding was fun to watch, but the two guys that were commentating were, they made snowboarding boring. boring. <laughs> I'm just like, how are you making this not fun? I know. There's, just play some rock music or, or be something. excited about it. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, oh, he's doing a 1080 and the thing. I'm like, he just did three turns. Get someone who's never seen the sport. Yeah, That's what I want. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? What is he doing? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. I could never. Oh, then, and then he went into a thing, and then he did that. I'd much rather listen to a guy who had no idea what he was talking about but was excited. Yeah. Like those, and then they got the guy from like the fucking dog show 
the British dude. I'm like, you've never. This is your first time, right. and you think it's stupid. <laughs> It, it's too pedestrian. Yeah, and offensive. <laughs> and Look offensive. at you on one ski being a dick. <laughs> yeah. If you had, let's say uh, America was like, we had some rule where everyone had to, you know, like some countries have, you have to serve in the armed services, you know, before, when you, by the time you're 20 or whatever. Yeah. What if we had to get in, we had to perform in the Olympics, winter specifically See, what was, would yours be i was talking about this the other day i think it'd be they should do an olympics every other four years where they pull out people that have never done the event and just like see who who the world's best natural best natural athlete is and you just throw some guy from fucking wyoming on the loot on the skeleton even. yeah and he's like what the hell am i doing and ah! just see who makes it yeah I think that'd be fun. <laughs> I, j- I was reading a thing about, um, you know, it was is this a? Uh, it was like one of these, you know, little online quizzes. Is this an Olympic event? Was it? Uh, could it be? Did you know they once uh, did speed skiing, where they literally just went straight down the hill as fast as possible. And whoever had the fastest. Yeah. No, no, you know, like turn the no swallow that anymore because someone died in the practice going 180 or some shit like that. Yeah, I still think that's just (laughs) people people die playing football. That's still show that shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, name a stort, name a stort, name a stort. (laughs) Just figure out what that is and then name it. First, find out what I'm talking about. (laughs) Name a sport someone hasn't died in. Uh, ooh, maybe yeah. tennis, but I'm sure it's some. I'm sure there's some weird story in doubles. A guy getting hit in the temple with a racket. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, people die mm-hmm. sometimes hilariously. Yeah, <laughs> hilariously. That's the other thing about the Olympics is like when people crash and shit. It should be funny, but it's not because you know these people have worked f- their whole lives for this point, and it just ruins it. Yeah, and so it kind of ruins what should be kind of a good time. Yeah. Like I want someone, to enjoy a crash, damn when it. If someone eats a giant dick on the luge, you should be able to be like, ah, that's hilarious. But yeah. you're like, fuck, sorry. Right. That's why I think it would be funny for the every other year Olympics to get just some rando in there. Because <laughs> then you'd laugh. You're like, that's supposed to happen. Right, right. That's so funny. <laughs> I hope they can reattach that arm. <laughs> well, then they have Paralympics for those people. <laughs> see? See you next year. <laughs> see See, see at the Paralympics in four years, or maybe you get like six weeks to like train, like it's some sort of lottery system. Call it the Rand Olympics. That might make figure skating harder to watch. That's for sure. Uh, harder, way more fun. <laughs> way more fun. Way more fun when a guy just tosses a chick and it's not even close. <laughs> like you give them helmets. <laughs> helmets. Here's a mouth guard. There's definitely a mouth guard. <laughs> Oh, she ain't pretty anymore. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, what is, um, since we're talking about sports here, what is the state of Kansas is a, of a Kansas City sports fan right now? Chris Porter. Um, concern. Uh, I mean, the Jayhawks are not as good as, a, you know, a perennial Jayhawks team should be. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't of, pick him in my, in my uh, bracket this year, next month? No, I still will. You still will? I still will. Okay. Because I'll start filling it out. I'll be like, no, I see a path. If we just go this way. Okay. You know, all we need is 
Lair, you know, Maramont Loyal College to beat Duke, and we're in. Right. Uh, which, you know, so, no, I think at the end of the day, no, I, I can't pick them to do anything because they can't beat anybody. They don't have size. They don't have depth. They don't have any, I mean, even self will tell you they don't have any passion. Uh, as a Royals fan, uh, super, like, next year's not going to be great. We're still waiting to see. You know, Hosmer and Moustakis have not, you know, like a lot of free agents. Yeah, two of your studs are free agents. Uh, But I get it because it's like everyone's like, oh, the clubs are, you know, this is what happened. The clubs can't risk it anymore. Like these guys want these huge deals that like A-Rod got. A-Rod bankrupted the Texas Rangers. Yeah, completely. Completely. And so teams are like, I can't do that anymore. I can pay you for like five or six years, but I can't do a 10-year deal anymore. It's just, even if I backload it, the year you're least effective, I got to pay you $42 million. Right. Like, that makes no sense. Like, I can do it and hope that I trade you or that you retire. Yeah, instead, it's I'm going to sign this, and I'm going to knowing that you're going to be stealing from me, basically, in year six and seven. So Hosmer wants more than a seven-year deal? It's like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get it from anybody. No. Sorry. Like, and everyone's like calling foul on the teams. It's like, this is a market reset. They, they realize where they can make their money, where they need to spend it. They can't just blow it all on some superstar and hope for the best. Yeah. Because A-Rod didn't – A-Rod, as good as he was, wasn't worth the money anyone paid him. No. And he was a cancer in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, it's going to be three years before we're contenders, but, you know, you can always hope. The pattern is, what, 30 years between championships? Yes. So we're hoping to break that into, like, a tenth. Okay. And it's, you know, and we have the right management. I mean, it's the same guys that rebuilt us the first time, you know, and they think they've got a handle on what we can do. We still have Salvi and Gordon. We have a good core. The Chiefs, uh, who the fuck knows? Like, you know, we traded away Alex Smith. I don't. I think that was a little premature, personally. Yeah. I think we could have given him another year, given Mahomes another year to mature. Uh, but at the same time, someone went, the Redskins. This is what I texted my cousin. I didn't tweet it because I was high and paranoid, and I was like, it's kind of racist. <laughs> but I said, uh, the last time the Redskins got paid – overpaid like or no the last time the redskins got fucked over like that the united states got the isle of manhattan because <laughs> 90 million dollars for alex smith is way too much yeah <laughs> uh and so so it is what it is. god bless alex smith he's gonna buy like eight houses and a plane yeah good for him uh i don't know what's gonna happen with the chiefs i also the chiefs fan that is scorned lover like i've been hurt so many t- like when kelsey got hurt during the playoff game this year and they showed him walking up the tunnel and there was nothing but you just showed all the afc west championship banners all i saw was every fucking playoff loss like i was like that's the year lynn elliott missed three field goals that's the year the indianapolis colts came back from 28 points down Ouch. that's the year blah 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 happened yeah that's the elvis gerbach being a douchebag year that's <laughs> this year like i named every single one of them and when we went into the 
halftime up by 18, I still knew we were going to lose. Yeah. Uh, and when that dude threw a touchdown pass to himself, I was, it's fucking over. Right. We're up by 11, and the game's already over. Yeah. Mariota, right? Yeah. You don't even want to say his name. I, I, for, I forgot. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the, the Chiefs, to me, have always been like that ex-girlfriend with drug problems that comes back every year and is like, I'm clean. I fixed it. I know what my problems are, and we filled in all the holes. Let's and rekindle you, this. And you're like, okay, and you're still kind of like, eh, I'm not buying new shit yet. And then five weeks in, they're 5-0. and oh, You're like, all right, I'm going to buy a hat. And then, <laughs> and then they go to the playoffs, and you say to yourself, we're going to lose again. You even prepare yourself. And then even at halftime when you're up by 18, and you, you're like, I know we're going to lose. And then you fucking lose. And you're still sad. Yeah. And then you get mad at yourself for letting yourself be sad. Right. So I don't. And so every year it gets less and less. Every year you're just a little more skeptical. Mm -hmm. And like, I I swear to God, we could be in the Super Bowl and I'm still going to be like, whatever. Yeah. It's just it's been that because the Chiefs have been that team where they throughout the late 90s. And even throughout the two, the Dick Vermeil years, like where we couldn't, every game was sixty three to sixty one. That's right. Like I just I couldn't I can't anymore. Yeah. So what is, uh, you know, what is the shape of a Kansas City fan right now? You know, skeptical optimism, like most years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as a Vikings fan, I can relate. I was Man, telling, that was tough. Yeah, especially when the Super Bowl was played here. Well, yeah. listen, this is what I'm going to say to all the Minnesota fans. Okay. Uh, those of you that didn't al- – I don't, I don't even know this is real. In California, there was an article that went out that people in Minnesota weren't giving their Airbnbs to people from Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't know how true that was. Think, maybe there was one. Maybe, I don't yeah, know. Because it's also like – I see that if there was a controversial call at the end of that game where you're like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. You guys got beat 35 to 7. If anything, you should not give your Airbnbs to Minnesota players because they didn't. You're like, hey, you didn't show up to the game. How do I know you're going to show up for your reservation? (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I I really thought how great would that be? Yeah. How great would that be? We were all thinking that. Game away. And you fucking play. <laughs> hey, I was telling you before we started recording that I stopped out to the Mall of America Super Bowl week to see all the stuff going yes. on in Radio Row. And I'm, and I'm walking by, and I'm, <clears throat> I think I did a pretty good job of recognizing all of these, you know, celebra- celebrities and athletes. And uh, like I was telling you, I saw Dr. Oz and Terry Bradshaw and, uh, you know, all these, all these different people. Um, I recognize, so then I'm, I walk by this one booth, and there's a guy getting interviewed, and I'm like, okay, well, he's clearly somebody. I don't know who he is. He looks like he's probably about to finish his last year of high school. Okay. And I asked the guy next to me, I said, who is that over there? And it was your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, he looks like he's about 16 years old. Yeah. I bought him beer the other week. You bought him beer? I bought a beer for him. He, <laughs> he, was, like, he was standing outside of a liquor store, just like, hey, man. I'll sign your jersey. <laughs> you know, his father, a little trivia for you. Did you know his father was a, played for the Twins? Do you no, remember? I didn't know that. Yeah. Pat. Yeah. He just went by Pat. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. 
He was a... Uh, Which also sounds like a weird euphemism for a hand job. Right. <laughs> like a weird Scottish... Ah, I went over to Chipotle Mahomes. <laughs> Fifteen for a pet Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guy. He was a prospect for years and years. Yeah, and never made it. Nah, he was yeah. very average when he eventually made it. Well, now his son's gonna be like, "Fuck you, Dad. Look at me." Well, for your sake, I hope so. I, I you know, who knows? Again, I'm not. Buying, I, I bought a hat last year. I'm good for a while. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, is there anything else we should be mentioning here before we uh, say goodbye? Um. No. <laughs> Anything uh, else like you have to promote or uh, uh, you know go buy the records? Definitely, they're all on the internets. Definitely, uh, I've got three of them out there. They're screaming from the cosmos, ugly and angry, and lost and alone. And uh, and then the you know, I've got shows coming up all around the country. You can, I'd say, go to my website, but it's not up yet. Um, <laughs> I think you, you've been saying that for years. You can go to my Instagram. I'll keep that pretty updated. Right on. And, uh, yeah, God bless America and small puppies. <laughs> are you, uh, one last thing, are you selling anything at the uh, shows here? Did you bring yeah, anything along? I got my vinyls. You do have the vinyl. And, uh, and my DVDs. Okay. My DVDs. Right on? Yeah. All right. Uh, I've heard the tickets have been selling well already this yeah, week. Yeah, we sold out three of the four shows already holy cow so suck on that girls wouldn't sleep with me in high school (laughs) and we could end there all right thanks chris